Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, 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 my gorgeous best friends. How is everybody doing today? Happy Monday specifically happy Monday at 11 a.m. if you fall in the majority of listeners. Welcome back to the Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie. I'm your host, of course, and I'm just excited to be here, excited to be chatting with you guys. First things first, as I'm recording this today, I'm recording this on Wednesday the 6th, and today is the day that live show tickets go on sale. I am so excited that my first live podcast is going to be in New York City. I really I can't even believe that I'm saying those words. I was actually thinking back to an old episode. I remember recording it in my old apartment in the middle of quarantine. And I remember saying, I just wish that I could record this in front of you guys and we could like all talk about this stuff. And here we are two years later and I'm about to do that in New York. It's very cool. I feel excited and flattered. This is all because of Dear Media. They, you know, set this all up for me, scheduled it all. And I'm just, I'm feeling really, really good about it. So with that said, today the tickets go on sale. Obviously you guys are going to be hearing this a few days later, depending on where we are on ticket amounts, I will list, or I'll put the link either in the show notes, but it will also be on my Instagram, which is just at the bad broadcast. It will be there if there are tickets available. I don't know how, I don't know how this is going to go. I'm going to be totally honest. <laughs> when they were like, Hey, your, your first show is going to be in New York. I was like, Okay that's, that's a, that's a real ass city right there. That's a real, a real thing that's happening. And I know that I have a lot of listeners in New York. It's actually on one of, it's one of my top cities. Like when I look at my stats or whatever. So I'm hoping that I get to meet a lot of you and we're going to have a really, really good time. What an amazing way to kick off the summer is a show in New York. I'm, I'm just, I could talk about it forever. So I'm going to shut up now. Next, next items on the agenda. I just have a few things that I want to talk to you guys about. Maybe this is a love hate segment. I'm not really sure. I've had some requests to bring back love hate. And I, I mean, I don't know why I have it because I really like to do it. And I said that I was going to like kind of sprinkle it in here and there. So I guess this is the day that gets the sprinkle because I have a list of things to talk about and some of them I love and some of them I hate. So we're going to go ahead and call this a love hate segment. And let's, let's get weird. Let's, let's talk about it. So the first thing that I hated this week, well, that I've, I've always hated, but I thought about it more in depth this week 
I hate restaurants that have a specific ordering system. Not like, not like they have names of dishes, like obviously say those things. But I hate when like you go to, it's usually like little hole in the wall places and they think it's like so cool and unique that they like yell at you if you order it wrong. But I, I hate those places that it's like, you got to ask for cheese sauce in the exact way, or they say no. And then they give you your food. And it's like this whole joke that like, you have to eat it the way they give it to you. Even if it's not the way you ordered it, you guys know what I mean. I see it on diners, drive-ins and dives all the time. They're like, no, no, no. You got to order it with extra sauce, cheese on the side. And then they put the cheese on it. And then you don't question them and you just eat what they give you. It's like, just, I just want to say, can I get a number four with cheese? Like, I just want it to be easy. This goes hand in hand with this very weird place. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys about this restaurant. And if you've been to Disney world, you know, the restaurant that I'm talking about. So there's this restaurant at Disney world. It's called the, I don't know what it's called. Actually. Now that I'm saying that I have no clue what it's called. Let me, you know what? I'm just going to look it up because that's annoying that I'm not telling you guys. Okay. It's called the prime. It's called the fifties prime time cafe. I think it's in Hollywood studios at Disney world. And I grew up going to Disney World because my family is from Atlanta and we always went to Florida for spring training. Anyway, I'm this is not necessary to the story. I'm just letting you guys know why I grew up going to Disney World and not Disneyland because obviously that's closer. Anyway, there's this place at Disney World called the 50s Primetime Cafe and everybody's like dressed up like the 50s and it's like very kitschy and cute and they serve like meatloaf and chicken pot pie and all that stuff. But the servers are specifically trained to treat you like a 50s housewife would. So they yell at you if you don't finish your food. They make you order all of it in a certain way. They make you participate in this like cosplay of the 50s. And I'm pretty into like immersive experiences, okay? Like I love Disney. I I would consider myself a type of Disney adult, like one who enjoys Disney a lot, but is like trying to play cool. And I hate this part of Disney World. I hate it every time. I think I've just stopped going eventually because you sit down and they yell at you. And then if you look at them, they'll be like, did you look at your mother that way? And they like yell. And it's just I hate those things. So that's what I don't like about restaurants. And you know me, guys, you know me. I love basically everything about restaurants. Like if I have the option to go out to eat, I will take it no matter what. And I hate when they bully me. I guess this whole thing can be summed up to I hate when restaurants bully me. Okay. And I'm going to leave that there. Now let's talk about something that I love. We took a road trip this last weekend and well, I don't know if you'd call it a road trip because it's not that far. It's like a three hour drive, but we drove down to Zion national park in Southern Utah. And every time we do this stuff, every time I go on like a walk or I go to a national park, I get flooded with messages of like, Maddie, you hate the outdoors and you hate hiking. First of all, I've evolved. I will say I do appreciate the outdoors more now than I did when I started the podcast because I didn't know how much I would hate being inside (laughs) when I started the podcast. When you start in the middle of 2020, you're like, oh, I hate the outdoors. And then by the end of 2020, you're like, I would literally live outside if it meant that I never had to quarantine again. So we went to Zion and I got to say, guys, I think I might be, I might be an earth bitch. I might be an earthy gal because we went down there and we just, we did a lot of walking. We were there at sunrise and sunset and Zion. If you haven't been like me, I went for the first time a couple years ago and this is now my second time going, or I guess third time going. 
it is really one of the most beautiful places on the planet. It's so calming to be there. And everybody there is just trying to have a good time. It's like all these families just trying to appreciate nature. And then you get all the crunchy granola nerds that are there. It's just a safe place. I really, really like it. And I also want to add something that I love that I do. And I don't know if people do this, but I messaged this to somebody on Instagram and they were like, that's a good idea. You should share that. So what we do when we hike, <laughs> I okay, you guys are correct that I don't really like hiking. I like the outdoors a lot more than I used to, but hiking, I'm still kind of in, I'm still on the fence about, but here's my secret. You don't have to finish hikes if you don't want to. Did you guys know that? Like, did you know that if you hike and you're too tired to keep going, you can just turn around and go back. And that's what we did the whole time in Zion. We would find a hike that we wanted to go on. We would hike probably, I don't know, sometimes it was halfway. Sometimes it was, it was all the way. Sometimes it was just a couple feet in. And then when we didn't want to do it anymore, we just turned around. I hate the pressure of hiking, like that you have to finish the minute you start. No, you don't. You can do as much or as little as you want. Like I used to worry, like, well, what if somebody sees me turn around? What, what's going to happen? They're going to say, hey, are you turning around? And you say, yeah, cool. But we have this like internal shame that if we don't finish a hike, we didn't really hike. But we just spent the whole weekend go, like picking hikes that we wanted. We would walk up. We would see a view that we loved. And then we'd say, oh, my gosh, let's go do another one. So we'd walk back down and go start again or go start a different one. So I just want to eliminate um, hike shame because I'm not one to pressure people to finish hikes. And so I don't, I, I just don't do it. Sometimes I just get tired. So that is something that I loved. I loved our trip to Zion. I love taking time to be with Matt, no service outside. It's just a very all around good vibes, all around good vibes. Another thing that I love, this is a, this is a, a swift left turn, but I love Julia Fox. <laughs> Is anybody else just obsessed with her? So we watched Uncut Jams like two weeks ago and I loved it. I mean, it definitely gave me the anxiety poops, but I did really, really like it. And she is in it. She, I mean, I don't want to say she's a minor role, but she's definitely not starring in it. And then obviously she came to mainstream minds when she started dating Kanye. When she was with Kanye, I was like, mm, not my vibe. But now that she's not with Kanye, first of all, I love how she handled the breakup. She was just like, yeah, we're not together anymore. BFD. But I think that she is just, I don't know. There's something very intriguing about her. I guess she was raised in New York and she was kind of raised around celebrities. Like she's very much not intimidated by Hollywood, I guess is what I'm trying to say. She's showing up just as herself. She's taking edibles before she goes on the red carpet. She's doing her own makeup. She's just unhinged and I love her. I love her. I, I mean, I'm reserving the right to change my mind down the road, but where I am right now is like totally team Julia Fox. I think she just degaffs harder than anyone I've ever seen. And I love that for her. I love Julia Fox. If you don't know who I'm talking about, give it a light Google and you will recognize her. I promise. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Dadgrass. Dadgrass 100% organic hemp joints just got groovier because to celebrate the 50th anniversary of George Harrison's All Things Must Pass album, Dadgrass has partnered with the Harrison Estate to create a special blend of CBD and CBG, along with a collection of toking accessories called All Things Must Grass. Do you guys know who George Harrison is? 
Well, I have both a husband and a dad who would be very disappointed if I didn't know that George Harrison was the lead guitarist for this like kind of, you know, small underground band called the Beatles. You heard of them? Nobody got more excited about smoking something than the Beatles. Can you think of a better pairing? George Harrison and Dadgrass? Yes, please. Dadgrass is legal, organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Their 100% organic pre-roll joints are very low in THC and they're high in CBD, so you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. Maybe you want to dip your toes into the the, uh, smokable hemp arena, but you don't want to do it with all the THC. Dadgrass is the answer. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S., Right now, Dadgrass is offering my listeners 20% off of your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash bad. Go to dadgrass.com slash bad for 20% off of your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash bad. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Liquid IV. There are several tips and tricks that I've learned throughout the years that just automatically make me feel better. Like I have this list of things that I know if I do them, I will feel good. One of those is take a walk. Another one is take a bath. But top of my list is drink a lot of water and always stay hydrated. I know, I know everybody tells you to do it. And I'm here to say the same thing. It's the secret to clear skin, good sleep, energy during the day. You got to stay hydrated. So when you push your body too hard or you just feel run down, It is extremely important to hydrate up. Making hydration a priority helps us feel better on a day-to-day basis. One stick of Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. So how does Liquid IV do it? How is it so effective? It is the science of cellular transport technology, which is designed to enhance rapid absorption of water and other key ingredients into the bloodstream. Liquid IV also contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. So you can grab Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code BAD at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code BAD at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com promo code BAD. This episode of the BAD broadcast is brought to you by Truebill. Do you guys know why free trials renew without our consent? I don't want to be paranoid, but it's because they're out to get us. It's a scam. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. I am, I've just about had it with greedy corporations pocketing my money. You know what I mean? Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. This is like a dream app. Like, you know how hard it is to find all your subscriptions and then go through one by one and cancel them? Truebill does all the work for you. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or maybe you just forgot about them. That's usually my problem. Also, on average, people save up to $700 or more a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. One tap. Just one press of the button. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped them save over $100 million. Take it from Matthew B., who has been using it, and he said, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 a year on DirecTV. I saved $120 for the year on my XM bill, and I saved $840 a year on car insurance. 
that's a lot of money, a lot of money that could go to better things than car insurance. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash bad. Go right now, truebill.com slash bad, because it could save you thousands a year. That's truebill.com slash bad. Okay, let's go on to something I'm hating. Well, I shouldn't even say that I'm I'm hating this, but I want to start this off by saying I don't think I'm naturally jealous. I don't I don't think I've really I mean, when I was dating and and single and all of that, I would get jealous of people. I don't feel like that's really something I feel ever. However, I do feel deeply deeply jealous of two people in particular. And I kind of don't know how to deal with it because it fills me with like an actual jealousy rage. And the two people I'm most jealous of are Maude and Iris Apatow. Stick with me on this. So we all know Maude from Euphoria. She's in Euphoria. She's also in King of Staten Island. I really like her. Iris is kind of this, I think she's acted a little bit. She's younger. She's like a style icon. She's friends with Olivia Rodrigo. Then their parents are Leslie Mann, who I basically love everything Leslie Mann is in. I think she's hilarious, amazing comedic timing. She's just one of my favorites. If I see her in a movie, I'm guaranteed to LOL. And then their dad is Judd Apatow, who is the producer and director of like so many amazing comedies and chick flicks and all these things. So not only are these two girls just set up for life, they also have the coolest parents, like the coolest parents. They have the best style. They're friends with all the best famous people. Like they're not friends with like lame famous people. They're friends with Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. And they're funny and they get to act on their own and they're getting invited to red carpets. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous of them. I don't really know what to do with all that jealousy, except just tell you guys I'm jealous of them. Iris Apatow did like one of my TikToks, I just want to say. So we are basically friends, but every time I see them on a red carpet or see them in like a family interview or pictures of them or TikToks that they make and like their parents are in the back doing the dishes, I'm like, you're literally, you're doing dishes with Judd Apatow and, and uh, I almost said Lindsay and Leslie Mann. I'm sure they have struggles in their life, but I'm sure being the children of Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann eases those just a little bit. So anyway, I don't know if I hate that. I don't know if I love it, but I'm working through my jealousy of the Apatow girls. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. I promise I'm almost done with my list. I have two more things that I want to talk about. And this first one is probably going to explain a lot of just, it's going to explain a lot. So I've always kind of filtered through medication. We're all on medication, right? Raise your hand if you take an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety or something. Yep. Your hand's up. Yeah, mine too. I've always just kind of filtered through medicine. Like I've been through Wellbutrin, Prozac, Pristique. Like I've just, I've tried a bunch. But a couple of weeks ago, I started with a new therapist. I think we're on like week six and I absolutely love her. And she was like, have you ever considered that maybe you have ADHD? And I was like, mm, yes, every day of my life. But I just thought maybe I was like lazy or distracted easily or just, I don't know overly anxious. So I couldn't get anything done, but she was like, maybe you should talk to your doctor about that. So me and my doctor had a nice little chat about ADHD and turns out your girl has got ADHD. I'm sure like 90% of you guys listening are like, yeah, Maddie, we know, we know we've been knowing. So I got new medicine. I got new ADHD medicine. I think I might take over the world. I think I might be the best possible version of myself. All of this to say, First of all, if you do take medicine, I'm mainly just telling you that you're not alone. Honestly, if you don't take medicine, 
you might be alone. <laughs> no, just I'm just kidding. But also uh, to stick with it, stick with it, find that right medicine for you because you're going to feel much better when you when you lock that down. Medicine is a journey. Mental health medicine can be a journey. So take care of yourself. Talk to your doctor. You <laughs> you might have ADHD. TikTok did initially diagnose me with ADHD. And I was like, I'm not going to believe that because it's TikTok. I should probably talk to a doctor and not, you know, Jessica from like Pasadena. So my doctor did, she did say that that's, uh, that's what's going on. So I don't know. I feel good about it. I feel good about it. I feel like this is a long time coming. I'm excited to see what the, uh, adventures of Adderall look like for me. Last thing I've been loving is morning walks, (laughs) morning walks. I don't know why. I mean, just throughout the week, I just like take notes of things that I want to tell you guys. You know how I do that. And the last thing on my list was walks. We've been going every single morning and or we've been going every single evening, but I've been trying to go in the morning as well. And yeah, they're pretty magical. It's pretty magical. So I don't know. Worth a shot. What's the worst thing a walk could do? You know, if you're not having a great day, go for a walk. It might help. Might make it worse, but I don't know. We also might evolve our walks into um, rollerblading sessions. I did get a new pair of rollerblades for the summer and I'm about to shred Salt Lake. So that's kind of what's been going on in my life lately. Now, now we're getting to the main event of the episode. Today, we are doing another round of Petty Petty Princess named in honor of my favorite board game as a child. Pretty Pretty Princess, but Petty Petty Princess is uh, not the same thing. Petty Petty Princess is when you guys submit to me the pettiest things that you have done, and I absolutely live for these. There's really, there's really nothing I love more. It's always interesting to see which topics get requested the most. This is definitely up there. Um, in-laws, roommates, those ones that we've done a few times, those are really highly requested. And yeah, I didn't expect that from this topic, but you guys, you know, pettiness reigns supreme in your life. So let's get into this week's edition of Petty Petty Princess. Oh, before we start, I should say, make sure that you keep in mind which one is your winner of the Petty Petty Princess tiara. I should actually get a tiara that I could send to somebody. You know what? I'm going to work on that. Can't promise anything. You guys know my my follow through is not great. Hey, but now I'm on Adderall. I might be following through like nobody's business. But make sure you keep it in mind because I'm going to put a question box up on my Instagram today, Monday the 11th, when this episode goes live, so that you can submit which person should be crowned the Petty Petty Princess of this week. So with that said, let's get into it. Starting off with a kind of dark one. This one is uh, not not that funny, <laughs> but she says, one time I was talking to a guy and I mentioned that my dad was in the military. He asked what branch, and I said Air Force. He responds with, oh, so not even the real military. I responded, real enough that he was killed in war. You should have seen the bewildered look on this man's face as he proceeded to profusely apologize. By the way, my dad is very much alive and well. (laughs) First of all, I mainly want to know who doesn't consider the Air Force part of the real military. Like, is that a thing that people don't think that that's real? I feel like if I were to rank the realness of each branch, Air Force would be like for sure in the top two, right? I don't even know if I could name all the branches of the military, so I probably shouldn't be the one to ask. All right, next. She said, I learned my friends were going to visit a different friend who lives in the same state as me. Let's call her Sarah. Mind you, all they've ever done is talk shit on Sarah. And no one told me. A different friend had to reach out and be like, hey, just so you know, they're going to be close to you and I haven't told you or they're going to be close to you and haven't told you. And I thought you should know before you saw their Instagrams. 
So being the petty person I am, I planned a whole trip home before their trip, and I only saw or reached out to the friends who were not going to visit Sarah. I felt so powerful when some of them reached out saying, why didn't you let us know you were in town? I felt like a petty, petty queen. I did, however, cry to my mom and my spouse after seeing their Instagrams visiting Sarah, so maybe it wasn't worth it. You know, that's the conundrum of being petty, is that sometimes it does make you feel better, and other times it's it still it still hurts. It still hurts. And the thing with being left out, and I've said this before many, many times, that I feel like I've grown out a lot. I've grown out of a lot of things that, you know, I used to do when I was like teenager, high school, even younger than that sometimes. But the thing I have never grown out of is how sad I am when I'm left out of things. <laughs> like it still feels like nobody wants to play with you at recess. Like if you're not invited to something, even if I'm not invited to something that like I there's no logical reason that I should be invited. Like a baby shower for somebody that I've never met. I'm still like, hmm, that's weird. It's weird that I wasn't, it's weird that I wasn't invited. And uh, yeah, I wonder if that'll ever stop. Wonder if that'll ever, that'll ever go away. Okay, next one. I made my best friend give me a hickey to make my ex-boyfriend jealous at a party. Here's the story. We had only been broken up for like two weeks and my friends and I were throwing a dance party in our garage. We posted the invites on our stories and my ex's best friend slid in for the address. I was like, okay, this means my ex is coming too. I was already in the F him mode because I saw a story of him kissing another girl. Oof. So I was out for revenge. I scanned the room and there was nobody I was about to make out with because everyone was cringy, but I was running out of time. So I turned to my best friend. She sucked my collarbone and gave me a fat hickey. He ended up seeing it and asking who gave it to me. And I just shrugged and walked away. I found out later he kept asking my friend who gave me the hickey and nobody ever told him. He eventually came crawling back a few months later and don't worry, I did not take him back. Honestly, I, I very, very much support this. I feel like this is a low risk, high reward, petty move. I remember when I was in high school, all of the cheerleaders did this to each other. They all like started giving each other hickeys in the locker room before practice. Not, nobody knew why. Well, wait. Oh, actually. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The, the story is coming back to me. It's actually, actually very juicy. This would be like a great storyline for a high school drama. One girl came to practice, came to cheer practice with a hickey. And I guess the coaches like called her out on it, like in front of everybody and tried to make her feel super dumb. By the way, this is the same cheer coach. If you remember, I told that story about when I was trying out for cheer one year, one of the coaches took my phone and texted my mom. Do you guys remember that? Anyway, same coach. So this coach called her out and the next day at practice, every, all of the girls had given each other hickeys, which I think is actually kind of amazing. I think that, I mean, that is a definite submission for Petty Petty Princess, but that's also just being a good friend. I would do that for my friend. If she got, if she got in trouble for having a hickey, I would show up in solidarity with a hickey. Okay. Weird tangent. Adderall kicking in. Let's get going. Next up. She says, on multiple occasions, when a guy has some, sent me something inappropriate, I find his mom on Facebook and send her a screenshot. Why don't we do this more? Ladies, this is peak revenge. Why don't we do this? What, like every single person's mom is on Facebook or on Instagram. Anytime that you get a mean message from somebody or somebody asking you for nudes that you don't want to send them to, I mean, I'm not saying asking for nudes is wrong. I'm saying if it's not mutual. Let's send these to their moms more often in alignment with this. Let's like start posting screenshots of mean messages that we get on Instagram and not blocking out their name. 
like I saw the Amber filler up started doing that. Who you guys know, she's my queen. And she started just posting the pictures of people who would send her mean messages. Why am I expected to be the one to block out their name? Like if you're going to be that brazen to send a mean, horrific message to a stranger on the internet, you better be ready to back it up. Nothing you do on the internet is private. Like absolutely nothing. And especially when you do it in somebody else's DMs. I've had people yell at me about that before. Like, well, you you shouldn't talk about our DMs publicly. It's like, why? Why? They're my messages too. Like if you're going to send them to my inbox, they're now my property. <laughs> so I just don't think that we should protect. I feel like we're always looking out for trolls. We're always protecting the troll. It's like, no, we should post their name. And if they get messages about it, so be it. They were the one who sent the message. I just I just hate that. And people have, have come back at me and been like, well, what if I posted our messages and didn't didn't block out your name? I'd be like, OK, do it. Do it. I sent them. I should take responsibility for what I said if I'm going to say it on the Internet. So anyway, there's my there's my hot take. We should be exposing these people more, especially when it comes to sending them to their mom. I love it. OK. Next one. I've been waiting to share this story ever since I listened to the first Petty Petty Princess segment. Buckle up because this story is so wild. I almost can't believe it happened. This whole story was kept from me as a child because my parents thought it was I was too young to hear it, but they've since spilled all the tea. When I was 10, my dad worked as a police officer for a local police department. He had a coworker. Let's call him Kevin. LOL. <laughs> I hate the name Kevin. I hate the name Kevin. It's the guy who gave me my worst haircut. Anyway, he, uh, Kevin was a fellow police officer. Kevin had caused a lot of drama within within the department, always throwing other officers under the bus and making a lot of questionable choices that cops probably shouldn't make, like stalking his ex-wife. Well, it all came to a head when he accused my dad of having an affair with his ex-wife while my dad was on duty. Nobody in my family, including my mom, believed him, and anybody who knew my dad knew how ridiculous this ac- accusation was. Since none of the other police officers took his side, Kevin decided to take his story to the sheriff. One thing led to another. Oh, the sheriff's fake name is Steve. One thing led to another, after an, and after an investigation was done, Steve decided it was best for the image of the department to fire my dad. Although this was a huge blow for my family, it ended up being a blessing in disguise because my dad took it as an opportunity to go back to school, get his degree, now he's way more successful than he ever would have been as a police officer. Fast forward about six years, and my parents were in Hawaii on a trip with their best friends. They were sitting outside enjoying the ocean view from their condo when my dad's phone started blowing up. Turns out Kevin had been arrested for, it says here what he did, but I don't want to put it in the podcast, but it's very bad. It's a, it's a sexual assault of a minor basically. And he was sentenced to 15 years to life, 15 years to life in prison. In that moment, it was clear to my parents what they must do. They drove to the nearest grocery store, picked up a postcard with a picture of the beach and wrote karma's a bitch, love their names and mailed it from Hawaii to Kevin at the prison. They literally put the address of the prison on the postcard. And Maddie, the story doesn't end there. A few years after this, Steve, the sheriff who fired my dad, got fired himself and needed a new job. He submitted an application to work for security at the hospital where my dad was now working. He found out my dad would be the one conducting the interview and he never showed up. Truly a full circle moment to wrap up the story and to prove that indeed karma is a bitch. I'm the older I get, the more I believe in karma. Like that is one thing that I know for sure that whatever you put out into the universe, it comes right back at you, usually even worse or even better than the thing that you did. So you might as well just put goodness into the universe because uh, you can guarantee that that is coming back to you. Okay, next up. 
She says, I had a coworker who ignored me for the last months we worked together. This was especially uncomfortable because our desks were right next to each other. I asked her several times during that time frame what was going on and if I did something to offend her. She said everything was fine. On her last day, when everyone was saying their goodbyes, I submitted my notice of resignation to the whole team. She was so pissed that I took the day away from her. That's in quotes. Like she said that I took the day away from her and told others, why couldn't she just have waited until I was gone? Then she proceeded to act like we were friends and tell me how great her new job was going to be. I told her that sounds great and one up one upped her with the new details of my new job. This is like getting proposed to at someone else's wedding. Like, you know how that's I feel like that's a trend I've seen before. Like the maid of honor gets engaged at her best friend's wedding. First of all, I would be pissed if I was at my wedding. I mean, maybe not. My wedding is not the best example because I didn't even like my wedding. But if I was at a wedding and I saw somebody get engaged, I'd be like, what beef does this girl have against the bride? Because ruining those moments for people are is is the pettiest thing you could do. Like now, especially at a wedding, like they're never going to forget that. It's pretty rough. Okay, next. She says, I had a friend who was famous for using my recipes and taking credit for them as her own. Absolutely not. Straight to jail. This is the drama that I live for, though. Okay, baker drama, baked good drama. She goes on. She even went as far as posting a picture of a cookie that I had made to her Instagram account saying that it was her own. That is unacceptable. I know you guys think I'm being sarcastic and that the drama in my voice is just to be facetious, but I want you guys to know I take this very seriously. Anyway, I used to own a cupcake catering business and she was relentless about asking for the recipes. She called me with questions and say things like, so if I were making the cookies and cream cupcake, multiple times I made cupcakes for her and wouldn't make a dime because she couldn't afford what I charged. She offered me, she would offer me help with the cost by buying the ingredients for me. Like I'd fall for that. So when I hung up my apron and stopped doing cupcakes, she outright asked me for all my recipes. I sent her ones that I had Googled and took out a few ingredients. So now all of her cupcakes came out dry and flavorless. It had to be done. See, these are, this one might be my petty, petty princess, just because I love the concept of this. I love it. Like, Nobody's actually getting hurt. You guys know how I feel about pranks. We talked about this last week. Like the point of being petty is not to ruin someone's life. It's just to give yourself a little bit of satisfaction. You know, when somebody does you dirty like that. So this one fully approved. She's now in my running for petty, petty princess. Let's go on to the next one. She says, I told my best friends that left me out that my mom hated them. (laughs) This one made me laugh because why is that the deepest cut you can deliver to somebody. My mom hates you. When JB came out with love yourself and it says, my mama don't like you. I was like, that's the rudest breakup line I've ever heard. Like you're so bad that I told my mom and even she hates you. You know, I just had to add that in because I loved it. All right, next, keeping it short and sweet. I worked on a two person project and did all the work. It was worth a hundred points and my partner did nothing. I thought she was my friend, but instead she took advantage of me. When we presented, she didn't know what was going on and had to stand up in front of the class with no idea what was going on while the class only saw my name. Love you tons. Group projects. Should we just talk about these? Because I do think that these could be on my hate list for the rest of eternity. When are people going to understand? Nobody likes group projects. Not like not one person. I have been to a lot of years of college. I can't say they were productive, but I did attend a college for a long time. I never ran across anybody who liked group projects. Not one. 
Nobody likes get to know you groups. And so, like, here's here's my thing. The get to know you groups thing. Remember how in like college or high school and they'd be like, turn to your neighbor and tell each other three things about you. No, I would rather stand up in front of the class and talk about, my, about myself than have to sit and do a one on one. I'll tell you what was even worse than group projects and group introductory games. Something that actually affected me deeply. And I think it I don't know. I should probably talk to my therapist about this. The first time I ever had to peer edit a paper, like in, I was in junior high in English class and you know, you have to write your paper and then give it to your neighbor and you guys like give each other feedback. I can't even tell you how much I hated that experience. I'm still not great at getting feedback. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Hence why I don't read reviews anymore. (laughs) But with stuff like that, like I, I seriously feel like it is a source of trauma for me. Anything that begins with, okay, turn to your neighbor and no, no, I will not be doing that. I will not be turning to my neighbor. I will not be sharing my papers. I will not be correcting somebody else's test. I will not be telling them a fun fact about myself. And I will sure as hell not be doing a project with them. You can bet your bottom dollar that I will not be doing that. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Parade. Soft, cozy, and sustainable. Three words I don't normally use when describing undies, but today I do because we're talking about Parade. Parade makes sustainable, creative basics that are so soft and comfortable that you can't wait to put them on. This company launched only two and a half years ago with the mission to make underwear more accessible, inclusive, and self-expressive. Since then, they've sold over 2 million pairs that's 2 million butts in soft, soft, sustainable undies. From size extra small to triple extra large, Parade's inclusive sizing means that you will have zero trouble finding that perfect bralette or pair of underwear. Did I mention sustainability? Probably, but Parade crafts their signature styles with super soft, certified recycled yarns. Plus, all their products come in biodegradable packaging. We love to see it. And for every parade purchase you make, they give back to organizations that support reproductive rights, racial equality, and LGBTQ plus communities. That perhaps is my favorite part. I mean, the super soft undies are a very, very good bonus. So upgrade your top drawer with an exclusive 20% off at Parade. Go to yourparade.com slash bad and use the code bad to get 20% off. That's your parade, Y-O-U-R. P-A-R-A-D-E dot com slash bad and use the code bad for 20% off. This episode of the bad broadcast is brought to you by visible single people of the world that are listening to this. You have really been doing the most when it comes to your married friends. You've been buying them wedding gifts, bachelor party gifts, baby shower gifts. You have been really spoiling the married people around you. And now I think it's time that we spoil the singles in our life. That's why Visible, the wireless service built for singles, has teamed up with Match Group, the people behind Tinder, Match, OkCupid, Plenty of Fish, and other dating apps to create a gift registry just for singles. Now it's time for married people to buy the gifts for you guys. The gifts are tailored specifically for single life, like a foldable one-person kayak or a wine glass that fits an entire bottle. Maybe instead of his and hers towels, you just need your towel and 
another towel that's also yours. You know what I'm saying? So you want to go build your registry as soon as possible because the Visible Singles Registry finishes April 25th. So that's coming up quick. And also the first 1,000 people to build their registry get a free gift. This is just gifts galore. So make sure you you hop on over to visiblesinglesregistry.com. Visible also has single people covered, not only with sweet singles gifts, but with single line wireless as low as $25 a month. So head on over and build your registry at visiblesinglesregistry.com. I'll say it one more time, visiblesinglesregistry.com. Hello, beautiful people. It's Renee Blewett, and I am your host for the She Did That podcast. Have you ever wondered how your favorite women founders are building these beautiful brands and legacies? Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, already on your journey, or just someone who wants to learn from the best to ever do it, this is the podcast for you. Every week, I'll introduce you to powerhouse entrepreneurs, creatives, and innovators who are carving their own paths with love, resilience, and bold ambitions. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. Okay, shall we go on to the next one? Let's do it. She says, first of all, love the podcast. You truly have made Mondays feel like the new Friday. Mm, Love that. Where to begin? Once upon a time in the happiest place on earth, I pulled off one of the pettiest stunts of all time to avoid a day at Disneyland. You heard that right. Me and three of my best friends took a trip to Disneyland for a girl's trip. We planned to spend one day at the park and the rest of the weekend at the beach. The night before our planned Disneyland day, two of my friends got into a small argument, if you will. These two are not very close and they both have very stubborn, strong personalities. To say I was not surprised at their fight is an understatement. In fact, I was just waiting on the edge of my seat for all hellfire to break between them. They seemed to brush the fight off and we continued on with our night. But boy, was I wrong. They butt heads again and got into a major fight. So much awkwardness, contention, and drama, none of which I handle well or enjoy. We planned to wake up early the next morning for a full day at Disney and wanted to get to bed early so we felt well rested. But the arguments and bickering continued into the early hours of the night and I could not fall asleep. I also did not want to spend any money on Disneyland just to deal with their drama and feel an awkward tension all day. I didn't sleep at all. And the first, but first thing around 5 a.m. when all the other girls were sleeping, I snuck out to the drugstore to get a gallon of milk. I did what I had to do. You guys think you know where this story is going? You don't even know where this story is going. I chugged it. I chugged it so fast that I ran back to the hotel room, snuck in quietly and started throwing up into the hotel bathroom loud enough to wake everyone up. I pretended like I had been sick all night. All three of my friends felt so bad for me and decided it would be best to give me the day to recover and we would go to Disneyland the following day instead, which was exactly what I wanted. I fake sick the whole day. I told my friends I didn't want them to waste the day in the hotel room, so we went to the beach where I continued to fake sick. And by evening, I was magically better. At this point, the drama had all gone away and everyone was happy. The following day, we went to Disneyland and ended up having the best day. I really think giving everybody the day to cool down before we went to the theme park was the best thing for everyone. Everyone was in a happier mood. Do you consider this petty? I don't know. All I know is that I would way rather chug a gallon of milk than spend a day in a hot theme park with two angry women. You might also ask yourself why I physically made myself sick rather than just lying and saying I'm sick. The answer is that I could not lie to somebody's face. (laughs) However, I have managed to keep this a secret for years until now. I got to say, 10 out of 10 for creativity. When two of my friends have been in a fight, it has never occurred to me that if I started throwing up, they would set their beef aside and take care of me. This is dangerous knowledge to have. 
Because if I now know that I can heal drama in my life by just either making myself sick, maybe faking an injury, like honestly don't know if I would consider this petty because it is so genius. Nothing is worse than when you bring two friends together and they don't like each other. You know, when you have like one best friend from one group and one from another and you're like, these two are not going to like each other. That is the worst feeling. So I get it. I get why I get the allure of wanting to drink a gallon of milk and just throw it up instead of spending the day at Disneyland with them. Definitely in my running for Petty Petty Princess. I think that that is a, I, I don't know. I, I respect it. I respect it very much. All right, next. One time my roommate pissed me off so bad that I put an ice cube in her bed. By the time she crawled into bed, it had melted and I heard her scream, why is my bed wet? She had been all excited to go to bed, but had to change her sheets first. (laughs) Best part is her and my other roommate were always at each other's throats. So she assumed it was her and I got off scot-free. You guys really, I mean, I said this last time we did Petty Petty Princess, but really these are just ideas for you guys. Like I'm just doing you a favor, (laughs) just giving you guys ways to uh, piss off the people in your life. An ice cube is good because you could probably put it in somebody's bed even like when they're in it. And then you're not like pouring water on them, but then it just slowly starts to drip in. Ooh, I do like that. I do like that. Okay, next. Um, All of you parents, especially you parents who are co-parenting with an ex are really going to love this one. She says, when my ex-husband comes to pick up my kids for his parent time, I send my kids with something that is super messy for the car ride. I'm like, here's a huge cookie, some new hand sanitizer, and a bag of Cheetos for the car. After I send them out to the car, I just giggled knowing how mad he's going to be. See this, this is how you use your kids to get back at your ex, not by traumatizing your child. I feel like People will be like, oh, I hate my ex-husband. So I tell my kids that he hates them and he doesn't want to see him. It's like, okay, well, now you're just ruining your kids' lives. This is this is low trauma. This is nobody's lives are ruined. This is minor annoyance. This is petty, petty princess. I absolutely approve. All of my friends that have kids, like obviously their cars are messy because they have little kids. We can just go ahead and just say that that's the norm. Like if you have kids and you have a messy car, that's that's exactly how it should be. You don't have to apologize for it. And they're like, sorry, there's like goldfish in their car seat. I'm like, as there should be because you're feeding them snacks and they're happy kids. I love to see it. Okay, next. I dated this guy who was in law school and he always reminded people he was in law school, if you know what I mean. Anyway, he broke up with me in the worst way and I was really broken up about it. Right after we broke up, he went on an internship and was gone for the whole summer. I was still good friends with his roommate and would go over to their apartment while my ex was gone for the summer. I was over one night hanging out with his roommate when the roommate had to step out for a minute. All of my ex's stuff was still there and I was alone in the apartment. So much power. He had these legal code books and he was always talking about how expensive they were and it was such a nice set and every lawyer needed one, blah, blah, blah. So I put all of them, 12 hardcover books, textbooks, right in the kitchen sink, plugged up the sink and let the water run. Then when they were soaking wet, I put them right back on the shelf so you couldn't tell just by looking at the spines. Textbooks, I mean, I didn't mean to make this like a college-themed episode. I know we just talked about group pro- group projects, but textbooks, man, can you believe that textbooks are as much as they are? When I was in college, it was it was more than half of my semester tuition to get my books. That's pretty wild. I feel like at the very least, we're not going to do free college. We're not going to do free healthcare. You can't do free textbooks? There's got to be a hack to that. Why doesn't one person just take a bunch of pictures of every page and then upload it, upload it to an anonymous website? That feels like a good idea. Okay. She says, well, maybe she says, could be a boy, not assuming gender or sexuality here, but it does say, 
I was once engaged to a girl. And when we broke up, she logged into my bank account and stole over $2,000 from me. We thought we would get married. So she had all my logins. I was pissed that I couldn't recover the money back. So I waited a month and dropped her from all her classes that semester past the deadline date. Because she didn't notice within 24 hours, there was nothing anyone could do. And she failed that term. I don't feel bad at all. Oh, that one's a little, that one's a little spicy for me just because I've done that to myself. (laughs) Again, sorry, this is college themed, but I guess, you know, higher education really brings out the petty in all of us. Okay. Next one. She says, I was 16 years old when I had my first kiss a little on the late side, but I made up for lost time later on. To me, it was a huge and super special moment. I continued to date the guy. We'll call him Jay for a couple months until I found out the same night he gave me my very first kiss. He hooked up with two other girls and was dating at least one of them. I was crushed. When one of my friends confronted him about it, he said, I'm a senior guy. What do you expect? I felt like an idiot for being so into him and having him dismiss me so easily. Fast forward about 10 years. I'm now married to the hottest, coolest guy I've ever met. And I'm an NBA dancer. Get it, girl. We used to go to the doors all made up in our costume and greet the fans as they arrived. I was probably too proud of myself the instant I hatched up a little plan the second I saw Jay walk into the arena with a guy I remember from high school. We'll call him Brad. The two walked up to me and I threw my arms around Brad, making a huge deal about how great it was to see him. I politely acknowledged Jay, but I made it clear that I didn't know him. I told Brad I hoped he and his friend would enjoy the game and I walked away. Brad also had started dating a friend of mine. So at halftime, I had a message from that friend saying Brad had texted her to say he saw me and asked her to clear something up. Jay kept telling the group of guys they were with that he and I had dated, but as Brad pointed out, I acted like I'd never met him. So Brad asked my friend to find out if I knew Jay, <laughs> the, and the fake last name she gave Jay was Dickhead, by the way, and if we dated. My response, please tell Brad it doesn't sound familiar, and I think I would remember if we dated. Apparently, his friends gave him a huge amount of shit for making up this lie and trying to get away with it. That was a very enjoyable process for me. Does that make me a petty, petty princess? Maybe. But do I regret holding a grudge for 10 years to get the last laugh? Nope. I enjoy telling the story to my young girlfriends who are dating and have gotten brushed aside by the J dickheads of the world. Just keep being safe, kind, and super hot. You'll land the real deal and get to laugh at the asshole who let you go. Love you so much, bestie. I've been a baby broad from day one, and I look forward to hanging out someday. Keep killing it. Yes. I love. Okay, hold on. Let's let's break this down. Let's break this down. Let's break this down. Whatever fake rule was invented that told you that you need to let things go from high school, or you need to forgive all your exes, or you need to not let these things bother you. No, you don't. In the famous words of Taylor Swift, no, you don't. You don't have to move on. You don't have to get over it. And you certainly do not have to forgive anybody. If you want to be petty when you run into your ex 10 years after you break up, it's not only that you can, it's it's really that you should. It's really that you should. I personally remember everybody who's ever wronged me in my, my entire life. I don't go out a lot, so I don't see anybody, but you bet that I'm armed and okay. I shouldn't say armed in this day and age. I'm armed with uh, my brain armed and ready to do this. I'm ready to ignore, glare at, send a mean text to anybody who was wrong to me. Did some of them happen when I was like 11 and 12? Yeah. Would I do it if I saw them? Yeah, you bet. You bet. Love that one. All right. Next one. I'm assuming that this will win for some of you. This probably isn't the pettiest thing I've done, but it's up there. So a little backstory. My husband's mom is the actual worst. Like I loathe her. His aunt and uncle took him in as a teen and we've always referred to his aunt and uncle as his mom and dad. His mom has been off and on, has been in his life off and on. 
So fast forward, we have a daughter and we name her after my husband's aunt. In my Instagram post to introduce her to the world, I went on and on about how we named her after the most amazing woman and referred to her as my husband's mom on all of social media, just as a good slap in the face to his actual mom. She's the worst. There's nothing quite like defending your husband's honor. It's my favorite thing. If anybody like I already am am ready to go if somebody wrongs me or oh, somebody wrongs Matt, game over. It's it's game over. I will go to the ends of the earth to defend the man I love. I mean, obviously. All right. Last one. Last one. Here we go. When I was 13 years old, I was saving my pocket money for months to buy a really special gift for my mom that she kept talking about. My mom loves to bake. So whenever she bakes a cake, she would always say, oh, it'd be so much easier to frost the cake if I had a turntable. So I was so excited to finally get something thoughtful and practical for my mom instead of the normal teddy bear and card I got her every year. Anyway, I told all of my cousins about my Mother's Day gift because I was so proud of my choice. Well, my aunt's birthday was just a few weeks before Mother's Day and my cousin got her a cake turntable. I'm telling you guys, I don't mess around when it comes to baked good drama. I was so pissed off because I was now I'm going to look like I'm trying to copy my cousin. And when I confronted her, she didn't seem to feel sorry at all. So a few days after the incident, I found head lice in my hair out of nowhere. I freaked out so much and I had the most brilliant idea to get my evil cousin to have a head lice as well. (laughs) This one's so bad. So over the next few days, I was purposely brushing my hair with her hairbrush because we were having a week-long sleepover at my aunt's house. Then when I got home, I used the lice treatment shampoo and it all went away in just a couple of days. A few weeks later, we visited our aunt's house and guess what? My cousin's hair was full of adult-sized head lice which is the size of about a sesame seed. And there were probably hundreds of them and they're visibly moving all over her head and she was itching all the time. I don't really know why she didn't get the treatment for it considering it's very cheap and accessible, but I honestly was glad she didn't. It was obvious that she kept it a secret from my aunt and other cousins, which made it even funnier how she always looked around whenever she was itching her head. In conclusion, I was the reason my cousin had head lice for two weeks because she stole my gift idea. My cousin and I are 21 now and she still has no idea I did this to her. I kind of feel bad, but I would do it again if I went back in time. My mother language is not English, so sorry for the grammatical and spelling mistakes. Love from Egypt. First of all, I just, I mainly wanted to tell this story because somebody from Egypt is listening to this podcast. By the way, the English was perfect. There were no spelling errors, grammatical errors at all. Um, And I just, I just, I can't believe that. But above my excitement for the fact that I have a listener in Egypt, this is the move. This is, this is, I think, the pettiest, the best revenge, the most intense. I would say, I would say this might win for me. I would say that this is my, my crown petty, petty princess. Uh, again, head to my Instagram to let me know what your winner is. I'll have a question box up first thing Monday morning. If you listen to this podcast after Monday, I'm so sorry. It won't, it won't be there anymore, but you can still message me and let me know which one won for you. Uh, but that is all we have time for today. I I would be shocked if we didn't do this topic again sometime in the future because you guys have a lot of rage to let out and I love it for all of us. So with that said, I uh, I bow to all my fellow petty, petty princesses. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day, rest of your week. Uh, I'll see you next time at the Bad Broadcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, follow me on Instagram. And as always, be safe, be kind, and be hot. I love you so much. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind the scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.